for checking out Real Talk Personal Finance. Shit's about to get real. Cash Flow King with you today. And today in the Get Your Money Right segment, we're going to talk about debt strategy. All right, guys. I let you off the hook pretty easily last week, right? The quote-unquote assignment, if you chose to accept it, was to simply write down a list of your outstanding debts, right? Who the creditor was, what the payment was, what the interest rate was, and what your outstanding balance is. That was the assignment, and that was it. And then I said, put it away for a week. Well, we got to take it back out now, okay? And for some of you, this might be painful, but just bear with us, and we'll get through it together, okay? So, if you've used the expense tracker or personal budget template from one of the first Get Your Money Right segments, you're probably already familiar with the website vertex42.com. If not, feel free to check that out now. If you want to download a template from there, there's a really good one. It's vertex42.com. I'll try to link to the specific template that I'm going to be referencing here. It's, it's called the Debt Reduction Calculator. And you can download this as an Excel file. You can download this as a Google Sheets file. But what we're going to talk about today, and I'm going to try not to get too long-winded on you guys, is debt strategy. And ultimately, what we're trying to figure out is what do we want to get rid of quickly and what debt might we have that we don't really give a shit about getting rid of quickly. And I'll explain that here in just a second. Once we figure out what the debts are that we want to get rid of fairly quickly. And when I say fairly quickly, we're going to be thinking about things like credit card debt. Goodness forbid you got payday loans or anything with a high interest rate associated with it that you would just rather not have. Okay. For most people, the big culprit is going to be credit cards. Hopefully you don't have any credit card debt, but if you do, then this should help you out in a big way then there's gonna be other types of debt that you may or may not wanna get rid of right away. So for example, right, we have a mortgage on our primary residence at 2.99% interest, 30 year fixed. I have zero desire to get rid of that. I could literally take the equivalent amount of money that it would take to pay it off, throw it in a bank account at today's interest rates and make money on just letting it sit there and be fully liquid the entire time, right? So it's not always gonna make financial sense to pay everything off. Although for some people, it's going to make psychological and emotional sense to pay everything off. That's where the debt strategy comes in. You really need to take a look inside, dig down a little bit and figure out, are you trying to become debt free or are you just trying to get rid of the bad stuff? And to some people, any debt is considered the bad stuff. And to other people, it's only certain types of debt that would be considered the bad stuff. So we also have mortgages on our rentals. Most people will consider that quote unquote good debt, right? It's a form of leverage. And without going too far down the rabbit hole, because that's not what today's episode is about, I am in no rush to pay those off for many different reasons. So for me personally, for us, that would not be on the spreadsheet of things that we would want to get rid of quickly, right? There actually isn't anything that in our case, we would put on the spreadsheet to want to get rid of quickly. But for most folks, there is. Okay. So... And that could be different for everybody, right? You might have student loans, for example, where you would like to get rid of it fairly quickly, but maybe you're on some kind of loan forgiveness program and it doesn't necessarily make financial sense for you to do that right now. There's all sorts of nuance and implications. So as always, 
you know, we don't give advice on the show. We give ideas, information, education, entertainment, but do everything by talking to, if you have your own, hopefully you do professional advisors or running it by somebody in your life that you know and trust. Okay. So it's very difficult to do a podcast as a one-way communication medium and be able to articulate what somebody should do in every single situation, right? I mean, that's that's the whole part of financial advising, right? Is, is everyone's situation is different and very individualized. Yes, there's going to be some common themes and concepts, but there's some nuance to this. And so for the purposes of this segment today, what I want you to be thinking about is what's on that list that you just don't like that kind of gives you a pit in your stomach that makes you cringe a little bit and what's on the list that you can live with. And if the answer is there's nothing on the list I can live with, then everything is going to go into this template. If the answer is, yeah, my mortgage is 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%, whatever, and I'm okay with that, okay, leave it off the list. All right. So once you get this template, and you can use any template you want. I just happen to like the ones on Vertex 42. So I, I went ahead and downloaded the debt reduction calculator. The reason last week that I ask you to write down the creditor, the outstanding balance, the interest rate, and the payment. If you've downloaded that template, you'll notice it fits exactly in that top section. You've already done the heavy lifting. So if you knew everything off the top of your head, great. You had it written down and you can plug it right in. Maybe you had to make a few phone calls to different companies and lenders to see how much you owed and what your interest rate was. And it was a pain in the ass. Well, guess what? This is where your work is going to pay off. Okay. So you're going to put all that information in this little template here, right? Creditor, balance, rate, and payment. Where it says balance date at the top, typically you're going to just put today's date, whatever date you're doing this. And then it will sum and total everything up for you at the bottom. So the total of your monthly payments, the total of your outstanding balances, and then you know you can write in how much you are paying per month, which hopefully is at least the minimums so that you're not in hot water on any of these. So what we want to do here, again, is have debt on this list that we want to get rid of. And for most people, it's going to be credit card debt. Maybe you have three or four different cards and you have balances on all of them. Hopefully you don't. But if you do, that's information that you're going to want to put on the spreadsheet. And that's information we're going to tackle right now. So let's say that, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to make some things up over here. Okay. Because I actually went in here and, and actually is when I was recording the last episode, did this as an exercise for us. And I have things like, home mortgage at 2.99. We actually have an auto loan at 0%. No reason to pay that off early. So on and so forth. But I'm going to change this a little bit. And I'm just going to say credit card number one, credit card number two, and credit card number three. And I'm literally typing this on my laptop as I'm recording this for you guys. So we're going to say credit card number one balance is $20,000. And again, I'm making this up. Number two is 15000 and number three is 5,000. Okay. And that's a lot, but let's say that's $40,000. Okay. And on the one that has $20,000 on it, our interest rate is only, I say only in quotes, 12.99%. We have the $15,000 card that's at 19.99%. And then our smallest of the three, the $5,000 outstanding balance, we're going to say is 29.99%. Okay. And then we're going to have different payment amounts. And this is going to vary probably based on your card holder and issuer, but I believe, and I, I don't know this off the top of my head, quite frankly, because I've never made minimum payments. I've always cleared cards off, but I think for most of them, it's around 2% of the outstanding balance is the minimum payment. So we're going to go with that. 
So we're going to say that your minimum payment on the $20,000 card is $400, on the $15,000 card is $300, and on the $5,000 card is $100, okay? That's what we're going to say these, uh, these monthly payments are here. Okay, so let's see. So that totals up that we're making a monthly payments on these cards, minimum payments of $800, okay? So that's going to be totaled for us. So we have in the green cell there in row 18, total 40,000, payment 800 uh, in row, um, what is that, 18E, okay, or cell 18E. And so now what we want to do where it says monthly payment is, and again, I'm making this up, but let's say that we can afford to pay just a little bit more than those minimums based on how our resources are allocated. So on the monthly payment here, I'm going to say that we can afford to pay a total of $1,000. So right below that, it calculates for us the initial snowball, as they call it. <clears throat> so they're taking that $1,000 total monthly payment that we're making, they're subtracting the $800 of the minimum monthly payment that we have to make from the little top section there, and they're taking the difference, which is 200, and they're putting that under initial snowball. Now you'll notice in row 23, there is a drop-down menu where it says strategy, and you can choose how you want to attack this. Some people are of the mindset that if you get rid of the lowest amount first, the lowest balance first, that there's a psychological win, and it motivates you to keep going. And for a lot of people, that might be true. And some people go with that strategy, and I guess that's okay. Right? Something's better than nothing. However, Mathematically, the next method, the avalanche method, which attacks the highest interest rate first, is generally going to be preferable if we, if we do it that way, okay? So you can, you can set this up pretty much, you know, however, however you want to. And there's different strategies in here depending on how you want to pay it. And as you change the different strategy based on the drop-down menu, it's going to change the information that is, that is listed, so according to this, if I click on the avalanche, which would be the highest interest rate first. So under the avalanche method, it's saying we're going to apply, we're going to make the minimum payments on all of them, but then we're going to apply this extra quote unquote $200, this initial snowball of $200 to the highest interest rate card first. And what that shows us is that credit card number three, the one that has the $5,000 outstanding balance and the 29.99% interest rate in this example, is going to be paid off in 22 months. And it shows us that when that's going to be. It says month paid off in that final column, column F. Then it's going to skip down to credit card number two that had the $15,000 balance. And it's going to show that that's going to be paid off in 51 months. So what it's doing is, again, we're making monthly payments on all of it, but the extra 200 initially in this example is going to go to credit card number three until credit card number three is paid off. That's where the extra goes. That's it. And you make the minimum payments on everything else. Then once credit card three is paid off, right, in 22 months, now we're going to have a little bit more money. We're still going to have that, assuming we don't, you know, get a raise or have any extra cash flow. We're going to have a $200 initial snowball that we started with. But now, because credit card number three is gone, that $100 minimum monthly payment that we were making is no longer in existence. So now we have an extra $100, right, to apply to these other cards, the other two cards. So we have the initial snowball of 200 And then once credit card number three is paid off, we have an extra 100 So now we have a snowball of 300 
and that we're going to make the minimum payments on both of the remaining two cards, credit cards numbers one and two. And then we're going to take that additional $300 and we're going to apply it against the card with the highest interest rate, the next highest interest rate, which happens to be credit card number two in this example at 19.99%. And it shows us that that will be paid off in a total of 51 months. And once that happens, the monthly payment, the minimum monthly payment that was on that card of 300 now that we were used to paying, now gets added into our snowball again. So we have our initial snowball of 200 plus the $100 from credit card number three that we killed. The minimum monthly payment was 100 on credit card three. We now have that back, so that's 300 Now we've paid off credit card number two. The minimum monthly payment on that was also 300 So now 300 plus 300 is 600 So now we're making that minimum payment still on credit card number one with the lowest interest rate in this example, 12.99%. But now we are taking those additional funds, right, that additional $600, and we are applying it to that only outstanding remaining card, credit card number one, at 12.99%. And you'll notice that eight months later, uh, in month 59, that final card is paid off. So in this particular instance, 59 months is approximately, what's that, five years, right? Uh, 12 months in a year times five would be 60, so just under five years for this to be completed. And obviously this assumes you're not opening any new cards, you're not racking up balances on any new cards and so on. But if we went about it this way, that's what that is showing us. And we would get that cleared sooner rather than later under the avalanche method. So, you know, that is, um, that's one strategy that we can use. And that's how you would go about filling it out in this Vertex 42 template. If you scroll down a little bit more, you'll notice that there's sort of a bar chart with a little red line in terms of interest due. You'll see that the amount of interest that you're paying month over month is steadily decreasing as you're continuing on with your debt avalanche in this case. So any debt that, again, you're not in a rush to pay off, for example, low interest rate mortgages or loans at 0% or things like that that you may not really you know, be in a hurry to get rid of, you wouldn't put on this spreadsheet. Not to say that they don't exist, still keep them on the list. We're gonna have other exercises later in the Get Your Money Right segments where you're gonna to have to actually use that information. But for now, for the debt reduction, where we're really trying to accelerate things and clear, clear some shit out and clear some cards, if we have cards, and again, that's for most people what this is going to be for, this is one way to take a look at it and one way to do it. So you're just going to want to list those that you want to get rid of sooner rather than later. Also, depending on when you might file your taxes and depending on your situation, for a lot of people, we're getting closer to the time of year when they are starting to get the majority, if not all, of their tax documents. So you know, there could be some instances where maybe somebody only has a W-2 job or maybe two W-2 jobs, and then they have maybe a little interest from a bank account, so they get a 1099 INT, for example, and maybe that's it, right? So maybe you're going to have most of your documents by the end of January, for example. Well, if that's the case and you end up getting a refund, that's another thing that is really not illustrated on this spreadsheet, but you can certainly take that or take a portion of that and consider applying it to the highest interest rate card first. And then once you've done that, you can actually come back into the spreadsheet and update your numbers. And you will notice, you can actually do this before you pay it if you want to, and you'll be able to see 
how that has positively impacted the time frame to which you have those cards cleared off. So this is all about debt strategy. Again, we have a list. If you did your homework from the last last week on Get Your Money Right, you have the list. Take off the things that you're not in a rush to pay off, uh, quote-unquote good debt, if you will, and then take the quote-unquote bad debt and the things that you are really wanting to get rid of as quickly as possible, put them on this template, and go through similar to how we just did, and you'll be able to see exactly when or maybe a roundabout, it's a pretty good estimate of when those will be at zero. And I think for a lot of people, just having a plan and taking the time to do this relieves a lot of stress, relieves a lot of pressure, will make you feel a little bit better. And by the way, this isn't the only thing that you can do as far as these cards. So there's balance transfers out there that you might want to look at. You just got to be careful with those. For those that may not be familiar, a balance transfer is when you're going to take usually credit card debt from one higher interest rate card and transfer the balance over to a new card, usually at 0%. And that 0% will normally be in effect for a period of time. So it could be 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. You really want to check the fine print and stipulations. But if you have a plan like this where you otherwise knew that you could knock things out and you can pretty much have that moved over to a new card at 0% interest, you're going to be able to clear it out that much faster. So this isn't, this is kind of like, Hey, my back's against the wall. I've explored my balance transfer opportunities, or maybe you already did a balance transfer and you were planning to get it paid off, but you didn't get it paid off in the time frame that you originally wanted to. And now you just got to get to work and start chipping away at it. This spreadsheet's going to come into play, but balance transfers can be a way to a way to expedite things as well. You just want to be careful. You want to be thinking about things like, do they charge a balance transfer fee? Some places will charge like a two or 3% balance transfer fee on the balance that you're actually transferring over to the card, right? So that's something that you want to keep in mind. And then after the 0% introductory period, if you don't have the card paid off, right? At the end of the balance transfer offer promotional period, then that rate could skyrocket. Oftentimes it will. And sometimes it could skyrocket to higher than your initial rate. So for example, let's say you have a card and it's a quote unquote good card, if you will, that has say a single digit interest rate. Maybe you're paying 8%. I'm just making this up. I know somebody one time, I think they were paying like 6%. And on a credit card, that's pretty damn good. Not that you want to carry a balance, but if you're going to carry one and it's not zero and it's not 29.99, six doesn't look all that bad, right? But let's say you're paying 8% and you find this balance transfer offer and maybe you want to transfer that card to another card at a 0% promotional rate. Well, maybe that rate's only 12 months and maybe it's going to take you more like 24 months to get it paid off. And the fine print says that after 12 months at 0%, that rate's going to jump up to 29.99. Well, now you got a math problem, right? Because if you can't pay it off beforehand, you'll chip away at it a little bit, but you're still going to have a balance and then you need to do the math on, okay, well, what is that balance that I'm going to have at the end of that one year in this example that's going to be now accruing interest against me at 29.99%? And would I be better off just keeping what I have at this 8% rate, for example? So you really want to be careful. I would say that generally speaking, if you can do a balance transfer, ideally for no transaction fee, so you're not paying 2 or 3% up front, but even if you have to, that might be okay, but ideally not. You want to be able to pay it off well before the end of that promotional period. If you can't pay it off by the end of that promotional period while you have a 0% interest rate, then you may want to think twice about doing that. Again, not advice, information, education, 
entertainment, right? Hopefully you're getting some <clears throat> some entertainment out of this. I know it's a pretty dry topic, right? <laughs> but that's something that you want to think about. So hopefully you guys found this helpful. Uh, if you have any questions, as always, feel free to email the show, realtalkpersonalfinance at gmail.com. Don't forget, I'm going to try to put a link to that debt reduction calculator in the show notes, but I found it on vertex42.com, V-E-R-T-E-X, the number 42.com. It's called the debt reduction calculator. So hopefully you found that helpful. We will see you in the next episode. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. 